Two of the biggest matchups this week are FAMU versus Southern and North Carolina Central versus Howard. But I also want to talk about two teams that have very much so disappointed me. Oh, yeah, it's Locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU podcast, your number one. Daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. Hey, I know I appreciate it, but just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Do not forget the S on the end because we do come with post game, not for every game, but one game out of the week. We come up with post game recaps every Saturday. So you do not want to miss that. Now, today's episode of Locked on HBCU is brought to you by Bet Online. They have you covered this season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts. And I want to go ahead and kick it off with one of our games that I feel like you should truly watch out for because it's an interesting matchup. I'm going to sandwich these two games right around just these two disappointing teams. So I want to start off with something really good and end with something really good. But the interesting conversation in the middle will be entertaining. I promise you that. But the first game I want to highlight is FAMU versus Southern because this is an interesting matchup for both teams. This is a game that has not high stakes, but a game that has interesting storylines for each. And I'll go ahead and start off with Southern. Southern's trying to gain some momentum because they just got blown out by Jackson State. They got relatively embarrassed by Jackson State. 35 to nothing is an embarrassing game, right? And it's actually the second time that they've been shut out this, this year. And that's surprising. Of course, the first time was against Texas Southern. And to some, there might be shame in it. To some, I think we realized that TSU is probably better than we thought they were going to be. I was going to go the bias route. But the truth of the matter is, TSU looks like a better team than we thought they were when they played Southern. So it's not as bad as it felt at the time. However, if you get shut out twice in one year, people are going to start to side-eye you. That's natural. But they need to get their momentum back because you got to get it rolling. You're getting to the home stretch and you're trying to win the SWAC West. That's what this is all about. It's about trying for Southern. This should be about trying to get a rematch with Jackson State. That's what their goal should be. For the rest of the season is we're going to see them again. That should be the mission every single week. And understand that you can't lose. You can't. So you need to gain your momentum. But that's just an additive. That's just a little special extra. That's just another benefit on top of the fact that this is a must-win game for much larger reasons. If you lose this game, I think it's over. I don't know. I'm not even sure if you win this game that you have it because I think Prairie View versus Alcorn is going to be major. And I think Prairie View, if they beat Alcorn, that might be it for Southern. Obviously, you still have games to play. Upsets can happen. We've seen that before all throughout the season. But... For Southern, if you lose this game, 
And now you drop the three losses. Whether or not Prairie View wins or loses against Alcorn, they're only going to have two. And you're going to need them to lose again. You're putting yourself basically in the same position, except you can't benefit from a Prairie View loss on Friday. That's what you're doing, and you do not want that. Because Prairie View, well, you beat Alcorn, so you would win a three-game tiebreaker. You just don't want that situation. You need to win on Saturday, and you need to hope that Prairie View wins on or loses on Friday. And if they win, you need to come out with a little extra gusto and make sure that you get this done because if they win and you lose, now they have two games of a gap on you. That's not the position that you want to be in at all. Then for FAMU, just kind of a prove-it game. Just a little bit. Just a teensy bit of a prove-it game for the Rattlers. Um, And this has kind of been a theme for them. For some people, they needed to win on the road. I didn't feel like that was a thing to me. For me, I felt as if the issues that FAMU has shown have been on the road and then also at home. That just didn't... It didn't move me as much. I understand they had had some struggles on the road last year. But for me, I wasn't really worried about whether or not they could play in Bragg Stadium. Mind you, this is in Bragg, so that's not the problem I'm about to bring up. But I really wasn't worried about that. But some people needed them to prove it. And to that, they kind of did. However, their games on the road did nothing to beat the allegations I held against them. And I understand that I might have fustigated for a while about this specific issue, and some might have even felt I blew it out of proportion. But the truth of the matter is, to me, FAMU had a serious problem playing a full game. And that, when we're talking about just where you rank and whatnot, that was going to be an issue. Now, I'll say this. If they don't play a full game this game, and they win, I'll shut up. I will shut up. Because I know they have the talent. I know they're a good team. And if they play like they play halfway through games, they will be a really good team. But the truth is, FAMU ain't going to the playoffs this year. It's not likely. They haven't gotten any top 25 votes. They're not in the top 25. Them making it to the playoffs is just not likely in the FCS playoffs this year. You're playing for pride. This is your last game in Bragg. You don't want to go out with a loss. I get it. These are the things that you're playing for now. But for me... The reason I call this a prove-it game is because look at who they've beat. FAMU hasn't really beaten teams that, just, that don't have a question mark next to them. You know, like certain teams you play, there's a period after that. I beat JSU, period. That's a statement. But when you beat teams like Albany State, Alabama A&M, Grambling, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Mississippi Valley, those have questions because you're not really sure how much you should value that win because there's questions with all those. South Carolina State grambling. It looked like you were about to give those leads up. And SC State has been kind of questionable throughout the year. Albany State is a D2 team. Alabama A&M has been kind of questionable, but they did get hot after. Even then, you had to come back. There's question marks behind pretty much all of the wins that FAMU's had this year. I don't question them as a talent, but if you want to talk about resumes and you just want to have a conversation about the resume there's a little bit of a question. Now, Southern has been generally respected for the most part of the year. They had that little down period after they lost to Texas Southern. But for the most part, people have respected the Southern Jaguars. You beat them, you're going to get some credit. Now, don't get it wrong. There's going to be people who come in, oh, well, FAMU just beat them. So now they've lost to Texas Southern, they lost to Jackson State, and they lost to FAMU. I'm not going to entertain that. I understand it. I get where they're coming from. But we have respected Southern pretty much all year. Right now, they are the fourth-ranked HBCU team, according to NCAA. 
So I'm not going to just, that's revisionist. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to respect Southern until they show me that they don't deserve respect. Now, once that happens, I will change my tune the same way that I did about Alcorn. And that's who we're going to talk about in the next segment because they have disappointed me right along with Tennessee State. Those two teams have been two of the bigger disappointments in the HBCU landscape this week, but they've done the disappointing in two completely different ways. So I'm going to talk about them as we continue rolling with Locked on HBCU. Before we get into that, I want to tell you about Simply Safe. Now raise your hand if you want to feel safe. Should be everybody. I don't want myself to live in danger. I don't want my family to live in danger. I want to feel safe, and there is no safe like Simply Safe. Uh, it's this October. It's done. It's November now, right? We're moving on to Thanksgiving. No need to feel fearful. No need to be frightened. Spooky season was October. Go ahead and get right with Simply Safe, right? Because they have the cameras out there that you can view on your phone. They have the alarm system that you can view on your phone just in case you're forgetful or if you just want to check up on things. Did you know that a lot of people experience porch thieves, right? What they call them, porch pirates? It's around that time. It's Christmas, Black Friday. Those things are going to come up. Make sure that you are protected with Simply Safe. That is the place to be, and they are in and they are in the midst of their biggest sale of the year, fifty percent off. All you have to do is go to simplysafe.com/lockedoncollege, and you can get fifty percent off any Simply Safe system. That is locked on. Or excuse me, simplysafe.com/lockedoncollege, and get fifty percent off. As we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day every day. For your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Peter Bukowski on Locked on Sports today. He's going to be bringing on the local experts. Sometimes your boy himself, he's going to bring on these local experts to break down some of the biggest national stories every single day. It's must watch or must listen, depending on if you go on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, today's word of the day is fustigate, meaning to criticize severely now I want to talk about two teams that have been pretty disappointing to me I'm not going to say the most disappointing teams in the HBCU landscape but for me when it came to disappointments these two teams stuck out more than the other ones just for me and I'm gonna start off with Alcorn my pops walked in he told me he said man your boys at Alcorn doing I said man you know that made my boys I'm Texas Southern alum I'm I was happy for Alcorn to lose that game to TSU but when he said that to me, now, first off, sometimes folks just be talking. But when, <laughs> when he said that to me, it made me realize, oh, man, I must have really been on this Alcorn hype train. I was drinking the Kool-Aid. Now, I did give Alcorn a little bit of expectations coming into the season. I would have said they were my dark horse to win the SWAC West, but I knew nothing. I felt no sort of comfort in Alcorn. The only reason I was able to call them a dark horse is because, A, they weren't talked about much, and, B, I felt the same discomfort for basically everybody in the SWAC West. Did I feel like Grambling was going to suddenly resurge under Hugh Jackson? I mean, I felt it was possible, but I was not sure. Was I sure that Eric Dooley in his first season at Southern was going to come up and just kill it? I mean, no, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't sure if Prairie View was going, going to be able to withstand the loss of Eric Dooley. I wasn't. And you can keep going down TSU. I wasn't sure what Eric, uh, Eric, I wasn't sure what Andrew Body was going to be in his second year. There was questions about all of these teams. There was no comfort. So I say that's my dark horse. But it didn't hold extra value. 
And I was probably one of the few. There wasn't much belief in Alcorn coming into the year. So it wasn't that they didn't live up to preseason hype. If you would have told me at this point Alcorn was uh, at this stage, if, they, if you would have told me before the season that Alcorn was at this point right here, there's a lot of people who wouldn't have been surprised, wouldn't have been at all. However, it's the thing that they got better, and it looked like they were at a certain point. I drank the Kool-Aid. They looked good against SFA. They beat McNeese in a situation or in a game where, you know, they had never beaten McNeese. No swag team had ever done it. So it was feeling good. You come out, you win your first two conference games. It's feeling good. That's three wins in a row, and now you've lost three games in a row. You've lost to Southern. I think that's respectable. You lost to Texas Southern. I think that's respectable. But now you lose to Grambling. Now you're losing to Grambling. Let's look back. At yesterday's episode, we talked about it. Where is Alcorn today? If you're looking at the HBC rankings, they're closer to the bottom than they are the uh, top. And it's not remotely close. They're the third worst team right now. Maybe fourth. You're looking at UAPB, Mississippi Valley, Norfolk State. That's not the company you want. These teams have been pitiful. And you're right there with them. That's unacceptable. It's been a disgrace, not a disgrace, a disastrous fall from grace. It's terrible, man. Um, and you really realize when you look back, it's like, man, maybe we were wrong to even put such belief in them. But I just feel like when you look better against SFA than you do Grambling, that's a problem. That's a problem for them, man. And then you look at Tennessee State, who they are, I don't want to say they had expectations because the OVC felt like they were going to be fourth. But I feel like within our community, we felt like they would be better. We felt like Eric, uh, Eddie George made it feel like they would be better. And now you come in, I allow you to lose to Delta State when you have so many offensive weapons out. I allow it. I criticized it at the time. After looking back, I get it, especially understanding just how good Delta State is. It's one of the best D2s out there. Probably be the number one seed in their super region for the playoffs. Okay, and you had a lot of teams, a lot of players out on your team. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll let you slide. But how do you explain this loss right here? How do you explain this if you're Tennessee State, right? Because you can't lose to Murray State. Nobody loses to Murray State. Not this year. Matter of fact, nobody is even in close games with Murray State this year. But Tennessee State has lost. That's why I'm saying they're disappointing. I won't say they're a disappointment because that puts kind of a period. That puts an ending on that statement. But they are disappointing. They're in the process of becoming a disappointment. Nobody loses to Murray State. The closest game they had this year was by 14 points that they lost. They beat you by 16. The closest game that they had this year was 14 points and a loss. They beat you by 16. Nobody has scored less than 30 points on Murray State. You score three. These are unacceptable statements. Draylon Ellis, to me, has not been performing as if what we expected him coming in. And maybe we just heap too much expectations. Maybe we expected him to be a savior, and that's too much. If that's the case, I apologize. I take that. I've seen him play better, though. For me, it's just difficult because... The ultimate goal for them is to win the OVC, and you could still do it. It's still winnable. That's why they're not a disappointment. 
But you can't lose to Murray State, man. You can't be the team that gives somebody their first win eight weeks into the season. I'm going to label that a disappointment. That's a disappointing loss for a team that is in the process of becoming a disappointment. And I will leave it at that. Going forward, we're going to be talking about North Carolina Central versus Howard because this game, though it was going to be a big deal, is now worth so much more for not only Howard, but also North Carolina Central. I'll talk about that as we go forward. But first, let me tell you about Sweat Block. Now, if you're one of those people who they wake up in the morning, they get ready for their day, and then they meet stress, and they get to sweat. Or they wake up, get ready for the day, they step out in the heat, and they meet sweat. Sweat Block is the, is the thing for you. That's what we do it for. We do it for those who have profuse sweating. So maybe it's a first date. Maybe it's a presentation. Whatever it is, you don't want to be in a situation where people can see your sweat. You don't want to see where you don't see the sweat on your back, the sweat underneath your armpits. People notice those things. I ain't lying to you. People will notice that. They've noticed smaller. Go ahead and give a sweat block. You don't even want them to see it. Make your nerves invisible. It's just that simple. And go to sweatblock.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off your offer. You can also find sweat block on Amazon. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I want to talk about a must-win game for both sides. This Howard versus North Carolina Central matchup has now grew in importance exponentially since South Carolina State was upset by Morgan State. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but it kind of saved the season for North Carolina Central while making Howard's job a little bit tougher. That's really what happened, and it's crazy because Howard is the undefeated team. They are the undefeated team, but I still kind of feel like they have this same feeling of desperation now, just around them and how they should move. And one thing that hasn't changed is this is a must-win for Central. Whether SC State won or lost versus Morgan State, this was a must-win because you're not going to be able to survive two losses. You're just not. So you had to win this game. That didn't change. It isn't going to change. Let's start off with Howard, and I know this is going to sound silly. But if South Carolina State would have stayed undefeated, Howard could have lost this game. And it wouldn't have been as bad. That sounds silly, but you got to follow me. Let's say South Carolina State is undefeated right now. So they have no losses and everything else is the same. Central has a loss. Howard has no losses. South Carolina State has no losses. If you lose this game to Central, you drop to one loss. You beat South Carolina State. Now everybody has one loss and it's a three-way tie. I don't know how a tiebreaker breaks out, but I do know if that situation happens, Central beats Howard, Howard beats State, and State beats Central. No one team has beat the two others, so there's no head-to-head tiebreaker. And that works out in the favor of Howard. Now, with South Carolina State losing, if you lose to Central, everybody has one loss right now. But you're going to want to beat South Carolina State. If you do that, Who wins the championship? Central. Because now you're in a head-to-head tie for one loss, and you highly doubt that Central is going to go and lose to Norfolk State knowing their season is pretty much on the line. You just doubt that's going to happen. So now you're in a tiebreaker with a team you lost to, which means you lose the tiebreaker. It just sounds crazy to say, man, I wish South Carolina State would have won. Because either way, if you beat South Carolina State, if you're Howard, you win the conference championship. South Carolina State did nothing Or them losing did nothing for you. Nothing at all. In a way, it kind of made your life a little tougher. 
I would have prayed for a three game, a three team tie because now you need Norfolk State to beat Central if you lose this game. Now you beat South Carolina State, you're still good, but you need Norfolk to beat Central, and that feels like a long shot. Now, when you look at North Carolina Central and why this is a must win game, I think it's pretty simple. South Carolina State just gave you a miracle. They did. They lost to Morgan State. Now you're tied. All you need is Howard to win. You need to beat Howard, and you need Howard to beat South Carolina State, and you win. Just take care of your business against Norfolk State. Now, if you lose, you're going to need Howard to lose three games, and you're going to need South Carolina State to lose two more. Highly unlikely. Matter of fact, I think that would mean Howard would have to lose out. It's not happening. You are playing for your season right now. If you don't win this game, you're not making it to the Celebration Bowl, period. It already felt like your hopes have been dashed, but now you have promise. Now you're in a situation where you beat Howard and Howard beat South Carolina State and everything is right. You win outright. You don't even have to worry about a three-team tie. Of course, this was always your outcome. You always were hoping that Howard was the team that beat South Carolina State so that you could be in a three-team tie with them. However, with State losing, now you have the opportunity to just be in a tie with Howard and you're going to beat them. This is so much better for North Carolina Central, and it feels like they have revitalized or have been revitalized by the loss of South Carolina State to Morgan State. The stakes are so high. The stakes are extremely high. I'll put it like this. Lose and you're done. The stakes are high in this Howard versus Central game. Simple and plain, if you lose this game, you can kiss your championship aspirations goodbye. It's done. Now, going forward, on tomorrow's episode, we're going to be talking about our game of the week, and I choose Prairie View versus Alcorn strictly because I believe if Prairie View wins, they win the SWAC West, and that made everything bigger. So that's why I put that on this game of the week, opposed to this game that we just got done talking to. That's my reasoning, and I will expand on that on tomorrow's episode, but I appreciate you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day for your second listen of the day, make sure you're checking out Peter Bukowski on Locked On Sports Today, breaking down the national news with the local experts. And in the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter, at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family. Take care, stay blessed. Peace.